Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. Hi, this newest podcast episode is called Rules for Priests, and it covers Leviticus chapter 21, verses 1 through 24. You can also find it at https colon double backslash books of the Bible in smaller chunks. B-O-O-K-S-O-F-T-H-E-B-I-B-L-E-I-N-S-M-A-L-L-E-R C-H-U-N-K-S dot blogspot B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. Um, I felt led to write this for people in our busy world so that they have an opportunity to hear this, the portions of the Bible or read them in smaller chunks of time that they have available. In doing so, I'm ever mindful of Revelation chapter 22 verses 18 and 19 that say not to add to or take away from anything that's in the Bible. So that caused a dilemma for me. So after lots of prayerful contemplation was on my heart that it's just that I'm not supposed to alter the meaning of anything in the Bible. But there are times that God has it on my heart to add things that add to the meaning of it or the understanding for the reader or listener, such as times where there are words that aren't commonly used now, like vittles. And so instead of writing vittles, I will have within brackets, I'll have the word food. So people relate to it better. Um, so it's a change, but it doesn't change the meaning. But there are also times where something is talked about in one chapter of the Bible that was talked about in the previous, it was addressed in the previous chapter or a whole nother book of the Bible and the reader or listener might not know what it's referring to. So I will um, sometimes paraphrase the background information, put it within brackets. But when I do something like that, I think it's more significant that you know that I've added it instead of just like vittles. Um, I mean, that I put food in brackets for vittles is that I will change the font color, which you can't see because it's a podcast, of course. But the thing is, is I will often say within brackets, it says, so that you know that something, you distinctly know that something that I've added, where some of the minor things, I don't want to say out loud because I don't want to waste your time. The other thing is, is um, there's transition words. Sometimes I combine, compress, and condense words that are similar in nature. Um, sometimes I will add who's speaking and who's being spoken to because in the Bible quite often they will have um, the word him and the word he within the same uh, sentence. They'll say he spoke to him. So sometimes it's difficult to figure out who did the speaking and who got spoken to. So I will, at times when I think it might be confusing, I will put those within brackets. But I don't tell you all of that unless I think it's important for you to know. Um, also, it, it was on my heart to um, put this in a table format. And the hope is, is that it makes it either faster or for people to read and 
or listen to, or it makes it easier for them to understand. I mean, I'm not exactly sure why God had it on my heart. He always knows the big picture, but in trying to figure out why, that's what I thought it might make it easier for people to understand. Anyway, um, also, I only do this through lots and lots of prayer, primarily use the King James Version of the Bible, but at times I use BiblesGateway.com and um, BibleHub.com and other internet resources as necessary. Um, repetitive text isn't per put in, in what I write as, um, now if it's repeated in a different chapter or different book of the Bible, that's a whole different thing. But if there's a particular phrase used several times and it doesn't add new meaning or isn't done for emphasis, I don't include that portion of it. So that alters the verse numbering. So I don't tell you this is verse 18, verse 19, verse 20. I will just tell you a range of verses like I am now. And this is Leviticus chapter 21 and it's verses one through 24. It covers one through 24. So you know that the vast majority of the pertinent information in this chapter will be included in this and um, the information that God had on my heart that was pertinent will be included in this. Also, um, if there is an asterisk foretelling of a future event, I will make you aware of that. I can summarize that future event briefly. I will do so, but there are times where I can't do it briefly. And when we get to the New Testament, I will um, tell you that the, the it's in red. That means that Jesus has spoken it, but we're still in Leviticus, so it'll be a, a while till we get to that. Okay, rules for the priest. The Lord told Moses to tell the priest, Aaron's sons, no priest shall defile himself by the dead among his people, except for the closest relatives, his mother, father, his son, his daughter, his brother, and his virgin sister without a husband. A priest is a chief man among his people, and he shall not defile himself. Priests shall not make any baldness on their heads, neither shall they shave the edges of their beards, nor make any cuttings on their flesh. They shall be holy to their God and shall not profane the name of their God for the offerings of the Lord made by fire. And the priest of their God, which and the bread of their God, which they offer, therefore they shall be holy. The priest shall not take in marriage a wife who is, and I have within brackets, an unfaithful harlot. Yeah, they used other terminology, but it was, More involved in this, so this is my toned down terminology. I think this, I don't know. I'm not going to say it. I don't have the Bible right in front of me. But anyway, this is how I put it. Um, it's a more current terminology for it. And the other is not acceptable probably to all audiences that might hear this. Okay, so I'm going to read it again. The priest shall not take in marriage a wife who is an unfaithful harlot, and the unfaithful harlot was in brackets, or profane. Neither shall they take a divorced woman for a priest is holy to his God. You shall sanctify the priest because he offers the bread of our God. 
He shall be holy for you, and I, the Lord who sanctifies you, am holy. If the daughter of a priest plays the, within brackets, unfaithful harlot, she shall be burned with fire because she profanes her father. The one who is the high priest among his brethren, who has anointing oil poured on his head, is con consecrated to wear the garments of a high priest, and shall not uncover his head, nor tear his clothes in mourning nor go near any dead body, nor defile himself for his father or his, his father's wife. Neither shall he go out of the sanctuary nor profane the sanctuary of his God, because he has this anointing oil on him, because he has the anointing oil of his God upon him. I am the Lord, and he should take a wife that is a virgin. The Lord told Moses to also tell Aaron that none of his descendants in future generations who have any defect, a blind man, a lame man, a man with a disfigured face or nose, or a limb too long, a man with a broken foot, a broken arm, or a hunchback, or a dwarf, one with a defect in his eyes, has scurvy, is scabbed, or is castrated, or has damaged testicles, may not come close to offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire. He has a blemish, and he shall not come close to offer the bread of his God. Although he may eat the bread of his God, both the holy and the most holy, only he cannot go near the veil or approach the altar because he has a defect, so he doesn't profane my sanctuary. For I, the Lord, do sanctify them. Moses told this to Aaron and his sons and all the children and people of Israel. The next podcast episode will be over Leviticus chapter 22, verses 1 through 33, and I've titled that, Those Allowed to Eat the Holy Things Dedicated to the Lord God. Please share this with others. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time, where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.